Welcome to another episode of Love and War, the podcast in which the irresistible force overcomes the immovable object. I'm your host, Lee Ballinger. I'm an author, poet, and producer based in Los Angeles. If you want to know more, check out my bio on Facebook, L-E-E-B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. You can hit me up at rockrap at AOL.com. R-O-C-K-R-A-P, or on Facebook. America is a very violent country. In 2016, 17,250 people were murdered in the United States. What are we going to do about this terrible problem? I know Let's allow corporations to sell people the right to commit murder and get off scot-free. I'm not sure how this would solve the problem, but it will do a world of good for corporate profits. But that's absurd, right? That could never happen and should never happen. America is a very violent country. Each and every year, over 200,000 people here are killed by pollution. What are we going to do about this terrible problem? I know... Let's allow corporations to buy the right to pollute the air and get off scot-free. I'm not sure how this would solve the problem, but it will do a world of good for corporate profits because they won't have the expense of operating clean. But that's absurd, right? That could never happen and should never happen. It is happening right now. On November 18th, the state of California auctioned off $862 million dollars worth of so-called cap-and-trade permits to corporations, permits which allow them to legally pollute the air. State lawmakers recently extended this program to 2030. The cap-and-trade auctions are overseen by a motley crew known as the Environmental Defense Fund, which first revealed its true colors when it endorsed NAFTA. On its website, the fund says the method of Trump's head of the Environmental Protection Agency, Scott Pruitt, quote, put polluters first and threaten public health. Really? Isn't that exactly what the system of cap-and-trade permits does? If there is a difference between Trump and the California legislature, currently embroiled in an epidemic of sexual harassment scandals, what is it? There is only one solution to the deadly problem of pollution, which is not only killing us today, but threatening the very existence of all life on Earth. We have to take over the oil and gas industries, make them public utilities, and shut them down forever. Any other approach is just whistling Dixie, if you can draw enough breath to whistle. I have a new book out called Love and War, My First 30 Years of Writing. You can download a copy 
absolutely free at loveandwarbook.com. That's loveandwarbook.com. Let me know what you think of it. The clerical collar. Today, nobody knows it. Why the first ministers chose it. The ring around the neck was meant to look like a link in a chain to express unity with the Roman slaves and their pain. Now that's all forgotten, and besides, it doesn't look good on TV. The televangelists, on their prime time hour of power, they're rocking earth tones and silk. Donations are their mother's milk. When they're talking about the Holy Ghost, what really matters to them is who's got the most. Wearing suits with nice creases, they step out of Benzes with long leases to tell you that's the way God planned it. Now, I don't mean to just sound outrageous, so let's look inside the pages and see what the good book has to say. Beware of the scribes who like to go about in long robes and to have salutations in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts. In other words, I don't want to walk and talk about Jesus. I just want to see his face. The archbishop sipped tea in the back of the limo, exquisite wooden leather everywhere, a $900 briefcase at his feet, and a laptop to which he gave great care. He had a meeting and he was late, but it didn't bother him. Let them wait. He represented the biggest account on earth. Let them take more time to prepare. Bankers were the trout in the stream, and he was the bear. When the archbishop stepped from the limo to make that trip, from one oasis of perfumed air conditioning to another, he ignored the homeless all around him the homeless who asked him to be their brother. But in the conference room, the suits were all smiles, brandy and cigars, signatures all around. The money for the new cathedral had just been found. Now, I don't mean to just sound outrageous, so once again, let's look inside the pages and see what the good book has to say. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help. Let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. In other words, I don't want to walk and talk about Jesus. I just want to see his face. National City is an international city between San Diego and the border. A storefront church sits on a corner in a mixed neighborhood created by the New World Order. The pastor has a day job, works hard like his congregation, nice folks. But controversy came to National City in the year 2004. The mayor declared the city an immigrant sanctuary, said they would not bar the door. The right wing went crazy, telling lies about Mexicans, said they all were lazy. The pastor and his church, they didn't say a word. In 2006, the right wing got their own mayor in. Again, 
the pastor and his church could not be heard. The new mayor laughed when he revoked the sanctuary status. He said that those immigrants, they're a cancer and they're aimed right at us. Said we don't need more people of other hues. And still there was silence in the pews. Now I don't mean to just sound outrageous. So one more time, let's look inside the pages and see what the good book has to say. I was a stranger and you took me in. Let's finish up with a quote of the week, this time from Charles Barkley, who said, The Republicans always do a good job of dividing and conquering. They do a really good job of making black folks, poor white folks, and Hispanics not like each other. Everybody wants to talk about black and white when the situation is really about rich people against poor people. All the poor white people, all the poor black people, all the Hispanics, they're in the same boat. They got no economic opportunities. They spend all their time blaming each other because rich people throw words at them like illegal immigration and racism and things like that. If poor people ever get smart and realize like, we should band together, rise up, instead of fighting each other, we probably can make a difference. That's it for now. If you see me on the street, smile back. Well, together we stand, divided we fall. Come on now, people, let's all get on the ball and work together. Come on, come on, let's work together. Here now, people, because together we will.